Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Culture Jack Podcast. My name is Dustin. I will be your host for the events today. Uh, this podcast is typically we, we talk about a wide variety of things. And my good buddy Anthony does a show on Monday. Uh, my my new associate Archimedes Abigail does a show on Thursday. I do a show on Friday, and we do other shows in between. Now, ever since the 10th of June, we have been doing here on the Culture Jack podcast a comprehensive coverage of the events of E3 2021 and Summer Games Fest 2021 as well. Little did I know that this set of events was so comprehensive that it was so uh, exhaustive that there were not only the big events from Ubisoft and Capcom and Xbox and Nintendo, but there were all of these little events, all of these little showcases interspersed between before and after the big guys did their showcases. And so this particular one is one that I have, I've kind of been holding off on just because the games in it didn't interest me. Uh, I, I didn't care to watch it because basically or I think mostly they're for a younger audience. They're, they're, they're child's games. But I thought maybe there are children, not children listening to this pod, podcast. God, I hope not. I've said some things on here that I would never, never say in front of my children aged as they are now. Uh, maybe there are parents listening to this podcast that are looking for good games for their children. And so I thought, you know, what the heck? Why not? Let's just let's get into it. And so this podcast. Uh, this not this podcast, this podcast is the episode you're listening to, which is the podcast to review and recap the wholesome direct 2021, which came right after the Gorilla Collective uh, last Saturday. So on June, gosh, that must have been June the 12th. Uh, and, and just looking at the trailer, like I said, I, I wasn't sure if it'd be something for me. And frankly, having finished watching it, it, it wasn't. Um, or it, maybe, maybe you're not a parent with kids. Maybe you're just a weirdo and you like these really adorable cutesy games and there's nothing wrong with that, except I just called you a weirdo, but I didn't mean it in a negative way. I meant it as a term of endearment. You're my weirdo. Thanks for showing up. This showcase was only about 45 minutes and I did find a pretty good upload on YouTube of it that had, had cut out almost everything except for the trailers and had left little time marks or timestamps throughout the scrub bar, which was super convenient for uh, taking notes, making sure that I had all of the names of the games correct. So for anyone setting up these showcases or events in the future, take note, that is, that's the way to do it. Uh, and when they got started, I was very surprised because holy hell, they said there's over 75 wholesome games that were going to be featured in this one. And my original intent was to kind of just glaze over the ones that didn't interest me or didn't pop out to me. But I soon drifted back into my old ways with my exhaustive lists. I don't know. Maybe there's a, a brain imbalance thing that I just have to have everything just so. But. I'm not a doctor and I haven't had anything like that diagnosed. So we'll just say that I'm not, but, but chose to do this instead. So this one is a lot. 
I'm going to go through many of these very quick because the trailers themselves were very, very quick. And honestly, as I got started in this showcase, listening to this host, there were three hosts and they were probably the most chill hosts of all the showcases that I've watched so far. Everyone else was super scripted or, or super cringe. These guys, they were just hanging out. There's two gals and a guy, and they were just just chilling, talking about some good, kid-friendly, family-friendly games. All right, so what are these games, you might ask? Uh, Rico Light. It's a we, we talked about it in another one of the showcases. And that's the thing, too, about these showcases is many of them are going to overlap. And so you might see some information on uh, the Guerrilla Game Showcase, which you will then see maybe more information on that game or different information on that game. Gosh, I hope it's not the same kind of information on that game in a different showcase. And so Rico Light was the one where you're kind of you crashed in space out of, from outer outer space. <laughs> How you guys doing, my smudge, my dearest smudge? You guys remember that? You're you're smudge now. The whole lot of you. Um, this one, you crash from space, and you're trying to find your way around a dark world, and you share light, and you have to find your way from light to light, which isn't necessarily a new game me mechanic, but it's that light-sharing pixel side-scroller is how I des described it. Uh, then uh, Snacko, the Farming Cat Adventure, which is out 2022. It, it was giving me some real Animal Crossing vibes as I watched it. Alicon, it's available now on PC. It is a photo game, kind of like Pokemon Snap. There's some mini games that you can participate in with the monsters and the friends that you meet along the way. You can also use uh, filters and stickers, similar to many of the most popular social media apps that are out now. Then there's one called A Little to the Left, which was a very interesting title to me because it it's like a point and click game, but really it's a it's like a a subtle game for people that have uh, compulsive tendencies. Like a photo is just adjusted, not right, and so you have to adjust it just so, or you have to line up the pencils by order of length. Uh, it's an organizing game of some kind. It comes out October 2021, so this year. Uh, and then Ooblets, they showed some more gameplay from Ooblets. And Ooblets, though not my kind of game, I actually had heard about before this conference because, I mean, it's been out for a while. Obviously, it's not a new game. Uh, but there was a big controversy around this little little childish Ooblets game. Um, what was it? It was it was like a kickstarted game, and then the developers behind Ooblets decided they were going to feature it exclusively on the Epic's, Epic Game Store, which caused a huge controversy among the people who had kickstarted the game, who had thought that it would be also on Steam, which it 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 was not. I mean, it's now on I think Epic and xbox if i'm if i'm not mistaken uh but there is an update for the those two platforms uh for ooblets uh then they had like a it was a quick little break where they talked about the wholesome games team and the international rescue committee partnering up to sell merchandise uh with wholesome game merchandise so you know the the t-shirts the backpacks the water bottles the what have you's 
and $5 from every purchase was going to the International Rescue Committee, which helps uh, people who have been displaced by, you know, war or famine or climate change or, or what have you. They've, they've been displaced from their homes for one reason or another. So I thought it was a, uh, a pretty cool thing to see. And then Spirit Swap, a competitive or collaborative Candy Crush type game. Uh, this one had very stylized characters, and it, I don't know. It was like, it was kind of like a Candy Crush fighting game. Uh, very very neat animation though. Uh, they gave us another look at uh, Skatebird, and the next game is Here Comes Nico. Looks it. And, and this one looks like I talked about in the Gorilla Showcase, one called, I think it was Demon Turf or Demon Girl. I'm not sure. One of the one of the two. Um, but this looks like it has the same anim kind of animation. And they said it was coming soon to Steam and Switch. Uh, Peko. Is it Pico? Peko. It's P-E-K-O-E. -E. And so basically you're a cat, I guess. I guess you're a cat. Maybe it's a first-person <laughs> game. You're running a tea house in a town full of cats. It is, as they described it, a cat-filled tea-making simulator. And it's coming out the third quarter of 2021. Then there's one called Lake. And Lake, it's, it's described, it's like a 3D game. I mean, they're all, they all have elements of, of three dimensions. This is not the, the SNES or Nintendo era, Dustin. Get your shit together. You're an old man now. Uh, <laughs> they, they have uh, this woman working in an office, and she's like, she quit her day job, and she goes to become a postal worker in, it looks like, a, a small lake town. And so you interact with people, and, and they said people can display a wide variety of emotions, whether they're angry or happy. <laughs> angry is happy or jovial or friendly or nice. Like these are these are very family friendly games. So there's not a not a lot of angry people, I suppose. Uh, and then Yokai Inn, it's like a three quarter style. Uh, mining, fishing, Stardew Valley type game. And the thing that I've noticed with these games in particular and a lot of the, you know, up and coming indie games and indie studios is is many of them. It will. Well, many of them do have very original and neat ideas and cool animation. Many of them also take the take the inspiration obviously drawn from other games and other groundbreaking genre defying games now become commonplace as more and more of these smaller game developers go, Hey, that's a good idea. I'll use it like a, a candy crush game or a stardew Valley game or a Minecraft style game. We talked about that other one in the last showcase that had very similar themes to the crypt of the necro dancer, though it was just applied to a first person shooter game instead. Uh, then there was Mythic Ocean, and it said, explore the ocean and meet the gods. It had a very cool art style, and it looked like you, there were two characters that looked like this this mashup of, like, these maybe amphibian creatures, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> no gameplay other than that. Uh, it says it's coming soon on consoles, so cinematic trailer only for Mythic Ocean. And then HitSense has a game coming out called Cocopa's Atlas. 
And what is this one? Adventure on an Uncharted Planet. Well, I wrote down it has good movement and exploration. It is a kickstarted game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Button City coming in the third quarter of 2021. It's kind of like a platform brawler with fox creatures. Maybe. Maybe you run some kind of business. Maybe you do karaoke. Or I was corrected, karaoke. Uh, I'm not really sure what to make of this game. I'm not really sure, you know, where this one is going or what it's gunning for. It was very frantic and just, it was mad. It was crazy. Uh, and then Letters, uh, the fourth quarter of 2021. This actually was a very neat looking idea for a game. So you play as a character, Sarah, who I think her name was Sarah. <laughs> I'm giving you all the good information. You know what? I, I, I sometimes I feel bad that I'm I'm not able to adequately represent the information that I took in in a 15 second clip of a video game. But then at the same time, I feel like I may be giving you a little window into what a game might be like. So if any of these games kind of pique your interest, then you can take a look at the game yourself. I. <laughs> As much as I wish I could, I would I would love to give a a 40 minute debrief on every trailer, do a trailer breakdown, see if I could find Easter eggs that attach to other video games, especially uh, indie and up and coming developer darlings. But I, I cannot do that, unfortunately. So letters, you got this character, Sarah, who it looks like she's running around the pages of a notebook or uh, just a regular book, I suppose. And she's fighting these monsters and she picks words out to throw at the monsters, maybe. And she can jump from line to line. Uh, you remember Winnie the Pooh and in the Winnie the Pooh books and also uh, represented in the Winnie the Pooh television show and the, and the movies, Winnie the Pooh and his friends would often interact with the letters on the page. And so that's what it reminded me of that. The, there's this very interactive and symbiotic relationship between the character and the letters on the page. So that's a, a very interesting one. And I didn't think that I would find one that really had a, uh, kind of a unique idea like that in this particular showcase. So I'm really glad that I watched this showcase actually, cause that one I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Hot Pot for One. I think we talked about that in another showcase already. It's a it's a cooking game simulator. Oh no, this is a different this is a different one. There's a lot of cooking games. Um, what was the the narrator was talking about? It's it's a game about making a hot pot for one for yourself. It's a game about loneliness and the good food that keeps us going. So I thought very depressing kind of game. It sounds like. But we'll see. Well, I mean, <laughs> I won't see. Maybe you'll see. Maybe this is your game. Maybe you you've been you feel like the hot pot community is underrepresented in games. That could be very true. Uh, then there was Garden Story. Uh, again, it looks like a Stardew Valley type game, except underwater. It's pixelated. It's very bare bones looking. Then Tracks of Thought. Before I before I wrote down the name to this one, I I wrote bugs on a bus game and you're this bug and you go through this bus. And as you interact with people, you either collect emotional cards or you play emotional cards to advance the story. 
and the emotional cards uh, are angry, happy, sad, you know, welcoming, whatever they are. And then at the end, you play them against yourself. Maybe. I don't know. It's on Steam now. Go check it out if you got a got a computer that operates Steam. Uh, and then there was Beasts of Maravilla Island. It, again, it's another photo game. It's It's got a really cool looking field guide. Looks like a lot of neat art and um, good work went into that field guide. And it's out now on most everything. So go check it out. You own a Switch, you own an Xbox or PlayStation. Go check out Beasts of Maravilla Island. Uh, and then there was WA. It's H-O-A. Looks like a side-scrolling platformer. Really cool art style. Oh, this one had um, the little character looked like a little triangle person, or like a triangle with you know little fuzz coming out of out of the top of the triangle, like their hat, and little feet sticking out of the bottom. And I guess you're a fairy, and you control these other fairies that are around you. And those fairies, dependent upon their color, can interact with those assets in the environment that are the same as their color uh, interesting looking game it's coming out on august 21st on most everything i feel like this one would be best played on a nintendo switch though uh, the next one is we are ofk so <laughs> the note that i wrote for this one was the hipster decision story game and i mean no foul by that uh it's it looks like a point and click adventure but you can also do some text messaging between your friends. Maybe there's some singing. It looks, the art is very stylized, very Adobe Flash. Looks like a new grounds looking game. Looks very interesting. Uh, Paralives, which, okay, so Paralives, it starts with you pointing and clicking on a buy real estate sign. And you buy this property. And you build a house basically and you design the house, the, the floor plan and you lay out the wallpaper and you put where the, you know, the furniture goes and where the kitchen is and the bathroom goes. But the people who were buying the house that were sizing up the land look like college, <laughs> college kids. Have you seen the price of lumber lately? It's ridiculous. But these college kids are out here spending God knows how much money on this property and building this house. This is not for the college student. This is for the hardcore real estate agent. So if you are a video game enthusiast who also happens to own multiple investment properties, this is the game for you. Uh, then there's Kiwi spelled key, uh, spelled <laughs> K-E-Y-W-E. But it's it, it looks like it's the host for two Kiwi birds, like, you know, the, the national bird of New Zealand. And they're working in a mail room together. At one point, it looks like they're flying a flying saucer and then they're delivering this this mail. Interesting. Uh, a walk with uh, Yaya. OK, so this oh, this one nearly had me break out a tear. So there are a few gems in this showcase that uh, I didn't expect. And this one was one. It starred the 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 guy who announced it, the developer who announced it was there with his grandma and the game inspired him, uh, I, I assume, because of his grandma. But he talks about the game is a young man goes out for a walk with his grandma, basically, after she has taken a fall and she is very hesitant to get back out there and get back moving again. And it's just 
it's just you as the protagonist wandering around with your grandma. You know, you're, you're looking at cats. She's uh, talking about her apprehension to go out. It looks like a Pokemon style game. So it's very adorable animations. The main character's uh, kicking a ball. You know, they looks like they're having some very heartfelt, you know, moments together. Oh, man. So sweet. And then uh, Dordone. It's completely hand-painted environments, they said. Beautiful-looking game. Comes out later this year on PC and Switch. Then the Gecko Gods. Uh, again, this game looks very watercolor stylish. You play as a gecko. There's really cool movement as this gecko. And, you know, a lot of times in games they can, they can phone it in for the animal that they're trying to portray. And in this case, the gecko's movements looked very gecko-like. As the gecko moved around corners, you know, its front half of his body moved while the back half stayed on the other, other side of the, the wall, uh, for example. Interesting. It's a puzzle game. You're a little gecko that pushes a ball into a thing and then pom into these, what I assume is, is many different gods that you have to release. So you get to meet your makers. Wouldn't you like to see a gecko meet his maker? Um, Nakros has a game called Tasomachi, and it's a it's like a steampunk looking game. You explore an ab abandoned town in a 3D environment to repair your airship. The airship flight looked really cool, and then the movement of the character on the ground in this town, like a platform platformer, uh, jumping from block to block, did not look as cool. So I hope it is my hope that you get to do a little more time with the airship rather than just hopping around uh, so much. Then there's Please Be Happy. It might be a dating sim. I'm not sure. Witchy Life Story, a story game, maybe another sim game. Battle Cakes, look like a very cartoony cupcake dungeon crawler RPG. Then there was Bear and Breakfast. Maybe this is a bear remodeling hotel game. This just this all just seems like word salad. Like listen to this. I'm going to I'm going to read these last last few games. Okay. This is never a, a series of words that I thought I would say in conjunction with one another. Witchy life story, story game, sim game, battle cakes, cupcake dungeon crawler, RPG, bear and breakfast, bear remodeling hotel game. I mean, that just sounds like nonsense. And it is. This is. The Wholesome Direct 2021. <laughs> uh, then there was a cool looking game called Passparto 2, uh, The Lost Artist. And it looks like a robot cactus guy who does a little painting on a street. Very cool animation, very polished looking game. Uh, Sally is a game about being on an airship, maybe, where there's like a whole community, a town, and she finds a frog and she runs through the airship showing people this frog. And then uh, that's about it. Looks looks um, just like a cinematic trailer. Then there was Rainbow Billy. Uh, Billy is returning color to the world after some creature, some black and white creature came and sucked up all the color out of the world. And the animation kind of looks like Cuphead. If you like that kind of hand-drawn, old, old school, cartoony type of animation. A little bit more about the game unpacking uh, soup pot. 
another cooking game, like we said already. There's a lot of cooking games this season. If that's your thing, if you're interested in the, you know, cooking mama style cooking games, well, then they're out here for you. Uh, Cloud Jumper looks like you're an airship boat, maybe, perhaps. And then Teacup, they said this is a narrative adventure. And it looks like it is crayon drawn. You are following a frog. I, this frog was wearing a dress uh, to find ingredients for a tea party. More on Moonglow Bay. We talked about that in the other one. <sighs> Paparazzi. I, I'm I'm going to go jump off a cliff now for having to say that on this on this very distinguished podcast that we have <laughs> So delicately crafted for you week after week. Uh, Yeah, it's a game about taking photos of cute dogs. Just like there's a lot of cooking games this season, apparently there are a lot of photo-taking games this season as well. Now, this goes back to what we were talking about, about games trying to innovate, but or, or not trying to innovate, but moreover, ride the coattails of trends. And I think that is pretty obvious in the Pokemon Snap. That came out earlier this year, maybe. Was it early this year? I think so. Then there's Luna's Fishing Garden. They say it's a fishing and building game. And I know I'm going through these very quickly. There's just, the trailers were so brief. There wasn't a lot to talk about on them. Uh, But if any of the, (laughs) if any of this Mad Lib word salad game information delivery Get your gets the hair on the back of your neck to stand up at all. You'll at least have something to go off. You're like, I like frog games. Yeah, that sounds like something I'm into. Uh, Witchery Academy. It's a witch game that's got companions. They do a little spell casting. Amber Isle. It looks like you run a store, and there's some dinosaurs in the game. Woodoo. It's a it's a point and click game that kind of looks like it's got I Spy aesthetics. And then Moonshell Island, an exploration, old school Zelda style game. And then you got uh, Frog Song, which is a small frog adventure game. And it is kickstarting. There's really not much, not much more to go off of than that. So the, the, it's a small frog looking to make his way in a big world. And, and, and if you can't relate to that, well, shoot, buddy, you're not a human or a frog, I guess, in this case. Uh, and then they had a montage of a bunch of other games that they didn't have time to list, but they do have listed on their website, wholesomegames.com. And so it was a little bit of a daunting task when at the beginning of the showcase, they said they had 75 games, but really they didn't show all, or they showed all 75 games, but the montage had them shown boom, did a boom, did a boom, did a boom, one after one after the other. And then they ended the presentation with, Lottle Knot, uh, which is a trash cleaning and pickup game under the water or uh, under the water under sea. So you're a diver and you're down there and you're picking up, you know, the uh, soda can rings and trash bags and tires and the like. And you, you may be doing it with a ray gun of some kind. I'm not sure. It is now available on Kickstarter. Now, that's the conclusion of the games. It, but it led me to a question. Where are more and more games being funded on Kickstarter? And 
if if you start a game or if you develop a game that is a smaller game or from a smaller studio or maybe even just a few people, how does it feel to put your game on Kickstarter, get an, a, maybe enough backing, maybe not, maybe it's still looking for the funding that it's that it's after, but to get it on to the E3 2021 stage. And I know this isn't E3. This is separate from E3. It's just happening on the same weekend, you know, to, to kind of soak or uh, uh, bast in the glow of E3 2021. But you've got this small game that you've just put your heart and soul in. And now all of a sudden it is standing on the same weekend with, with many more eyes than would be normally on this particular YouTube channel, this particular set of games, next to things like Halo Infinite, Rainbow Six Extraction, Mario Plus Rabbids. Like, that's got to be a really good feeling. And I hope all of them get funded and they, they make, their, make their dreams come true, even if I'm not going to play a single damn one of them. Uh, this showcase wasn't for me, though. Not necessarily. You know, I just, I wanted to cover it. In case anyone listening was in, interested in some family-friendly games. That's it for the, the Wholesome Direct. I'm glad I did decide to do it because I was on the fence about it. But we have a slew of other podcast episodes about E3 2021 and our coverage and recap of the games that are shown. I know Anthony just put one out on the Xbox and Bethesda showcase or the Microsoft and Bethesda showcase that just happened on Sunday, uh, we've got Capcom, Square Enix, uh, the PC Gaming Show, and I am really looking forward. Tomorrow morning is the Nintendo Direct, the Nintendo Treehouse, which, you know, come on guys, fingers crossed, we're going to get a Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, what else, what else are you looking for? I know my brother's really looking forward to maybe a, a Metroid game. But I think he's going to be disappointed. Well, we might see Metroid Prime 4. We're definitely going to see some Smash Brothers content, some DLC packs for those guys. A new Mario game would also, like just an announcement. Like if they did a Breath of the Wild 2, said we had a holiday release for that, and then they did, you know, even just a teaser for uh, like a Mario Odyssey 2. I think that would be very, very exciting. All right, that's, I got to end the podcast. I kept saying it; it's the end. Or I am saying that it's the end because it is the end. I would only tell you a thing that's true, and the thing that's true now is that this is the end of the podcast. And if you would like to contact us about other games, other shows, other series that you're interested for us to do, uh, you can do that by getting a hold of us on Facebook or Twitter at CultureJacked. You can send us an email. If you're not someone that likes to speak in public or be on one of these very public soapboxes like a social media website you can get a hold of us at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com stay tuned uh, tomorrow today maybe later today i don't know for the next one of these episodes we've also got another episode of loki coming up this wednesday which we're going to have a recap and discussion on uh, as well so look forward to that but stay here Subscribe to the podcast, to the Culture Jack podcast. Leave us a review and stop calling my mother. Yes, her refrigerator is running. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.